0: Today's post-game recap podcast is sponsored by the North Lincoln High School Sports Boosters. Thank you for all you do for the student athletes and coaches. Without you, their experiences would not be the same. Go Knights! Welcome to week three of the post-game recap podcast for North Lincoln High School. The Knights suffered their first loss of the season Friday night, falling to East Lincoln 40-30 that dropped into 2-1 and on the year. I am Will Thornhill, here with North Lincoln head coach Nick Basil. Thanks for taking the time again this morning, coach.
1: You're welcome. Thank you
0: for having me. All right, so we will get right to it, Coach. Uh, Forty points was a season high in points you gave up uh, to the Mustangs. Up, what made their offense so difficult to stop?
1: Um, <clears throat> you mean what made our their offense so difficult to stop? Yes, sir. Was that okay? I kept, I'm sorry, I didn't get that question good. Um, well, the, the biggest thing is that they're uh, they got a lot of speed and they're really good at what they do. Um, so, uh, now they do a good job of mixing the run and the pass in, so it keeps you off balance, uh, which is a, re- uh, a really good thing in high school football. If you could chat that. Um, we're, we're, we struggled a little bit getting heat on the quarterback because uh, one is uh, he's he's really fast, and the other thing is they, they got a good offensive line, so they were able to hem us up some. And, and uh, so as a few times we got pressure on him, but for the most part, if you give that kid enough time to throw, he's going to find an open receiver. And so they're really good at what they do. And it was just, it was just difficult to keep that. But the, other, the other part is, can't get football teams that many opportunities. And we've had uh, way too many turnovers. And when you're playing a good team like this, uh, we just, uh, we just made way too many mistakes and gave them too many opportunities. And,
0: Uh, honestly, we were lucky that they only scored 40. Yeah, um, the the turnovers leading into my next question. Um, Both uh, you guys and East Lincoln both turned the ball over three times. Uh, How do you think that really affected the game?
1: Uh, On our part, it affected us uh, in a a huge negative way. Um, Not only did we turn it over, but we made some critical mistakes and some critical times. you know, we had, we had uh, some, some mistakes in the kicking game. Um, we had, you know, with a, with a, a snap, we had, uh, we had some offsides penalties when we held them deep in their own territory on, on fourth down. We could have got really good field position. Uh, we missed an interception right at the beginning of the game, it went right through our hands um that ended up in a touchdown you know so when you when you couple all those things together with the turnovers um and you know the the turnovers were bad because they happened right in the middle of when we were establishing a little ball boot so they were drive killers and uh so it just wasn't our best game overall we didn't play very well and uh and they and and they are a good football team, and and they played well, made a few mistakes, of, you know, and <clears throat> fumbling the football. But one thing I noticed is when you know, fumbles don't hurt you nearly as bad when you fumble them deep in somebody's territory because mm-hmm. they got a long ways to go to get to get out of there. So uh, it just so happened that ours were in the, in some of the worst places, and theirs were in some of the best. So it's just the way it worked out.
0: Yeah, obviously the East Lincoln game is a big one that you don't want to lose, but it is a long season. What can your uh, boys learn from um, Friday night's game moving forward?
1: Well, they they were told um, during the week we uh, when we were preparing for East Lincoln, and then to be honest with you, we didn't have a good week of preparation. Um, we we just we just did not get the things done that we needed to get done during that week, and I and I had told them. During the week, that whatever <clears throat> happens in this game does not make or break a season. You know, because I've I've been a part of big rivalries for many, many, many years, and 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 when they when they happen early in the season, what what can happen with teams, uh, even if they win, they can be a neg. It can be a negative. Uh, if, if you win. Sometimes you've all right, you've already won the big game, then you got somebody next week who's a pretty good team. So then it's hard to get your players back up and ready to prepare correctly to play them. And then if you lose, and a lot of times they just sit in the shell all weekend and then they come back on Monday and have a woe-is-me attitude because they, they lost to their rival. So either way, that big game can cause you to not prepare like you ought to prepare the next week. And uh so I wanted to stress that to my team that even, we all expect to win, but if we don't, it doesn't. It doesn't mean the season's over.
0: Moving to a, a positive note from the game, uh, Seth Whitley, playing both offense and defense, had a good game with four catches, 73 yards, and touchdown. And on the defensive side of the ball, had nine tackles. Uh, but specifically though for your offense, that really doesn't throw the ball that much. How nice it is to have an explosive receiver when it is time to kind of let the ball loose.
1: Well, it's it's good to have Seth back. He's uh, he's definitely a, a spark we needed on the offensive side of the football, and uh, you know it's um, no secret that uh, when we're trying to get the ball in the air, a lot of times we we like to go to him. I knew that before the season was. He's just a big target. He's got great hands and runs great routes. And uh, so, all the only thing I tell our quarterbacks is, if you if you throw to Seth, don't underthrow it. So uh, we've been working on that a good bit. We have some – we have other capable receivers. It's just that, um, you know, we've had a chance to get him in some good matchups, one-on-one matchups. So with his height, it's, it's hard for everybody to match up perfectly against him. Plus, he's got a really good vertical, so uh, we're able to get the ball to him. It's good to have a player that would like that.
0: Yeah, and then uh, as the season progresses, uh, are you okay with the two quarterback system? I know you both Kyle and Jack got time on Friday night, or do you kind of hope kind of one takes the reign and runs with it?
1: Well, I've I've been, you know, I've had the opportunity in years past to run it that way uh, to use two quarterbacks. The thing is, both of them play defense, so they they don't come off defense. So you got to find some time during the course of the game. To get them off the field, to, to get them a little bit of water and rest, so they can go again. And because both of them are really good at quarterback, we can continue to do that if uh, if they will allow us to. You now if one steps head and shoulders above the other, uh, then then we can make a decision then. But um, at this point in time, right now, we'll just see how it goes this week. Uh, it, it's really you're really in good good hands and. It's, it's good to have to know, comforting to know as a coach, that either or, when, you, when you've got a quarterback that you can go either or with, you're in pretty good shape because that don't always happen that way. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a great point there, Coach. Uh, last question. Uh, moving on the next week, you travel to Maiden. There's 2-0 in the season. Uh, what's it going to take to get the team back in the win column?
1: Uh, it's going to take two things. A lot better preparation. This week, Monday through Thursday, uh, and for our, our players and their practice habits. And the second thing it's going to take is a lot better performance than we played on Friday. Um, I can just be upfront and honest with you. I was not pleased with either one of those two in last week uh, leading up to the East Lincoln game. Wouldn't, um was not proud of our performance or our preparation. And uh, so we're going to have to make it about face this week and get back uh, serious about what we're doing. And uh, because, to, you know, I don't know. Based on record, you can look and see who's, who's doing well and who's not. Um, but in, in the preseason, I really thought that East Lincoln and, and Maiden were going to be the two teams to beat. And, uh, you know, they could have been a few sleepers to come on if COVID didn't take off. Uh, take its toll on some of the other teams in the league because they always got some traditionally good teams in this league. But based on people returning and transfers and things like that that happened during the season, I felt like those two were going to be the two teams to beat. And at this point in time, that sh- uh, turned out to be the case. So we better be ready for Maiden if we want to bounce back after this last week.
0: Yeah, um, thanks for always being honest with me. But, yeah, this has been week three of the post game recap podcast with North Lincoln. Thanks to everyone who listened in to Coach Basil for taking time again this morning.
1: Thank you very much family. and Will. I appreciate it.
0: Today's post-game recap podcast is sponsored by the North Lincoln High School Sports Boosters. Thank you for all you do for the student athletes and coaches. Without you, their experiences would not be the same. Go Knights!